0: Welcome to season four of the Invest Your Best podcast with Allie Kay. Come along as I casually explore what it takes to live your best life mentally and physically by focusing on the things you can control, your thinking and actions. Come and listen as I have open, real and honest conversations about what it takes to step into action to live your best life. It's time to invest your best. All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Invest Your Best Podcast. I'm your host, Allie Kay. Life is good. I just want to throw that out there. I feel like I have been in such a negative space the couple past months that I just want to share life is good. And again, if you listen to the episode last week about the reticular activating system, obviously what you believe in, what you tell yourself creates your reality. So if you're telling yourself that life is just not this great then that's what you're going to believe. So today I am saying life is good. That's what I believe. I'm so thankful. And I'm so thankful that you guys are tuning in for another episode of the Invest Your Best podcast. So this episode, I get Asked a lot. How did I start my home staging business? So, this is the episode that I'm going to tell my story about how I got into home staging, how I started a business, and how I kind of just became this accidental entrepreneur when I had no idea this would be my life or I didn't even think I had it in me. I think it's so important to hear people's journeys along the way rather than just hearing people talk about their success. You know, I want to share all the ins and outs, the ups and downs of my journey and the home staging business and even the little businesses I've started off of staging are part of my story. And I would love to share everything and anything that I know and kind of like reflect on hindsight 2020. So if you are interested in how to just start a business, a side hustle, maybe you really want to get into home staging, or maybe you haven't even thought about it, and this is something that might spark your interest to start something, this is the episode for you. So stick around. So it's funny because when I was interviewing Tina, she is the CEO and founder of Just Thrive. Go listen to that episode if you haven't. But she said something that resonated with me and she was like, you know, the first thing I was when I grew up. And she's like, that's what I tell my son or I ask my son, what is it that you want to be first when you grow up? And that just resonated with me because I remember being in school, like in elementary school, and I wanted to be a singer so bad. But no one knew, like, I can't really sing that great. I mean, back in the day, I thought I could. But I was not, like, no one knew I could sing. But I would, like, practice in my bedroom for hours and, you know, pretend I was, like, in an interview and all these things. And I was too embarrassed to say, oh, I would love to, like, try to sing when I grow up. Because when the teacher asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? I always thought it was either, like, a doctor, a lawyer, a banker, a... veterinarian, a, you know, like the very like in the box jobs. Never in my wildest dream did I think that there were other jobs like an entrepreneur that you could do multiple things. And I didn't know that you could switch careers. I always thought you grew up and you had to be this and you had to be that, and that was it. So when Tina said, you know, she the first thing she became when she grew up or she asked her son, what do you want to be first? That resonated with me because I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to shift that perspective. Or at least when I shifted that perspective, like the doors of opportunities just opened for me because, and it it really, brought me to like the optimistic side of things because I see the world where it's like, oh my gosh, you don't just grow up and have to do this career or go to school to just do this one career. And what if you hate it? Like you're not stuck doing it. You can do and be whatever you want. And that's the same, like, if you are a stay-at-home mom right now, that is your job right now. It's an amazing, rewarding job. Kudos to you because it is so hard. I was a stay-at-home mom for five years, which is kind of where this story begins. But, you know having young kids is not the end-all be-all and that can kind of in a way be scary because you know obviously we identify as a mom to these kids these kids are our lives but at the end of the day kids grow up and we're still ourselves we still have ourselves and we have to kind of realize or step into who we are and obviously our identity shifts and I guess what I'm saying is if you are a stay-at-home mom you could maybe st- start something later on in life if that's what you want. You know, this isn't the end-all be-all. Or maybe, you know, when you're down the line, you don't want to, and that's okay. But I am just sharing my story about how I got into home staging, how I started a business when really this was not the plan. I heard someone use the term accidental entrepreneur, and that is how i d- identify myself i am an accidental entrepreneur i am the type of person where i had and and still have all these creative ideas i consider myself to be a creative person but i was always too scared to do anything about it because one i had that perspective where like you can only be like a doctor lawyer or this and that you know those very like st- certain exact careers. And oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought. And I didn't know really what an entrepreneur was. And I didn't know that I could really start something even as a mom when I was at home and what the opportunity could come about doing it. So first off, I kind of just want to give background into who I was really before you guys knew me. So I had my first son at 24. When I was 24 and I had Lucas, I was still in college. No, I had graduated a week before. So basically, I walked the stage at my college graduation because I took some time off in between college. Um, That's another story. And so I walked for my graduation, and then I gave birth to Lucas a week later. So when Lucas was born at 24, my identity was Lucas's mom. I mean, at 24, I... Just completely immersed myself into being his mom. And I loved it. It was when I think back of those times they were the best times of my life. But when Lucas was around two years old, I started having this craving where I wanted to do something more. Like I wanted to have something for myself. And I also feel like I am the type of person where I have to be fulfilling myself intrinsically. Um, I don't think I'm like a money driven person as terrible as that is. Um, I feel like if I'm not getting in filled intrinsically, then it's not worth it to me. And that's okay for money driven. A lot of us are money driven and obviously that's why we work. But for me, I always felt like I have to be like fulfilling a purpose, if that makes sense. And I started really questioning myself, like, what is my purpose other than just being a mom? And it led me to getting my master's in mental health counseling And I went to school at night. So for two years, I would go to school at 6 p.m. My husband would come home at like three. I would leave to go an hour away to go to class. And it was a great outlet because I was a stay at home mom. And this was a chance for me to get in a room with adults, intellectuals, have like adult conversations. And I was learning. I loved to learn. And I really enjoyed it. But things got a little tough the last year of grad school when you have to do so many practicum and internship hours. And I was a stay at home mom. With Lucas during the day, so that was really challenging um, and it led me to graduating with my masters a little later, and I was pregnant with Ford. I got pregnant in between that time because I had to take some time off and figure out how to do my internship hours with Lucas as a stay at home mom um and I really went through this time where I was like guilty because all of a sudden you know the internship hours were taking me away from being with Lucas. So I really went through this like transitional phase where I'm like, what am I going to do? And then I ended up getting pregnant with Ford and I graduated with my master's with Ford. And a lot of people ask me, why don't you use your master's in clinical mental health counseling? I feel like I do. Uh, I use it daily, but I'm not practicing because after you graduate, you have to do 2000 post hours. Um, and that's a 40 hour job um, as an intern, as a registered intern. And I, I just, it wasn't the right fit for my family. And I had the ability to be with my kids during the day. And I was like, okay, obviously this is, this is where I need to be, especially having Ford. But I still felt this like itch to do something for me, build something, fulfill that purpose. I just really didn't know what because my plan A was kind of just gone. So my mom became a realtor after I had Lucas and she's like, get your real estate license. And I said, okay, I will get my real estate license. I love to study. I am a forever student. So I study for the real estate exam. I went to go take it. I think Ford was like one month old, two months old and And I failed the real estate license test by one point, one point. So immediately, obviously I was very, very upset because this was my plan B. Now the door for my plan B has shut. Well, my mom was like, okay, you could just kind of like work with me. Well, I had Ford home full time. He was a baby. So I'm like, I don't even know what that looks like. And I would just kind of do like side things for my mom. And one day she called me and she's like, I have this listing and I have this storage of furniture. So my parents like downsized their house a couple years prior. My sister had moved a few times and I had moved a few times and my aunt had moved a few times. So we kind of accumulated like these family pieces of furniture that were in the storage. So there's probably like one or two couches, some old paintings, um, side tables, like very basic stuff. And my mom's like, I'm telling the seller, they need to move out and we need to like stage it. I'm like, okay. And honestly, I had never heard of home staging before. This was all my mom. She was definitely ahead of her time, but HGTV was obviously like showing staging in their, um, like home renovation shows and like Joanna Gaines. Um, that was like what was happening at that time. Um, and she would like stage the houses at the end that was staging, bringing in the furniture and she would, you know, style it and all the things. So it was becoming more and more popular, but it wasn't as mainstream and definitely not where I live in this market. Um, people were really staging. So my mom said, Hey, let's stage this house. So we loaded up my husband's pickup truck with like this little sofa, like a floor lamp, some old paintings. It was terrible, guys. I look back at this, these like pictures of the listing. This was four years ago. It's actually four years ago, two weeks ago was four years I started the staging business. But my point is it was terrible. And it started in the back of a pickup truck. And I was on Instagram. I did not have a following or anything, but I feel like I've been on Instagram for the past 10 years just kind of openly sharing what I'm doing like we all do but I feel like This was the turning point where I started really doing the work within myself after grad school and having my second baby. And I was like 29 years old where I just started to not caring what other people thought about me. I have talked about on this show how I was such a people pleaser and I just started to not care anymore. Like I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. At the end of the day, these people's opinions did not pay my bills, Um, and I wanted, I wanted to create something for myself and I just really blocked out the noise of other people. And with that being said, I like took a Instagram video of staging this house. And like I do today, I'm like, Hey guys, look what I'm doing today. My mom and I are staging this house, you know, and it was terrible, but I just put it out there. It was not perfect. It was just real. And I put it out there. I put myself out there. And amazing enough, a local realtor who actually is my friend, she ended up getting her real estate license after we graduated college together. Um, same time around my mom, and we always kept in touch. And she messaged me and she's like, Hey, are you staging? Like, are you actually doing this? Because there's only um, a couple people that do it in this area, and I really need this house staged. Can you just come look at it? And I said yes. And I, talk about this all the time that I am a yes person and I used to be a no person. But in that moment, that's when exactly I became a yes person. Because in that moment, I could have been like, oh my gosh, am I ready? What am I getting myself into? What am I doing? Do I know what I'm doing? Is this good enough? Are they going to like me? Do they think I'm good enough? How am I even going to... like? If I sat there and even like really thought about the whole thing rather than just saying yes i would have not gone and looked at that house we'll be back after a quick break hey quick question for you are you someone who wants to be fit healthy and happy In me, I knew I could do this because, you know, like home decor has always been part of my life. My grandmother was into houses. I used to go with her to Palm Beach, New York. Connecticut, um, Fort Myers, all over the place, she loved to get ideas for homes. She was building this amazing house. And I always say like my grandmother was the creator of Pinterest because I would walk into her house and she would have whiteboards of magazine articles and pictures pulled from Art Digest, like the Florida luxury estates. Like She would just have all these home pictures everywhere of her like vision she created vision boards for her home and then she would let me decorate my room a lot her and my mom they would always be switching up my mom's house I mean my mom and my grandmother were in it and I'd like to say they passed it that eye down to me I'm not a home designer but I like you know I, I liked it so I knew I could do this but if I had sat there and questioned myself I would have not gone to that meeting so I ended up going And quoting the house and I gave her a quote. And again, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I have a lot of schooling under my belt, but I never took a business class. I'm just gonna be completely real with you. Never took a business class with you. Didn't really know what a quote looked like, kind of just created my own template of what that looked like. And again, I feel like this was the part of me that really tuned out other people. I didn't ask for other people's opinions in this moment. I didn't Google what a home staging quote should look like or anything. I just did what naturally felt good and and in line with me, what felt right. And, and what would work and what I truly believed in and that's what I did. So I sent her a quote, I sent her a price, and I just decided right then and there that I was going to buy inventory for this stage, and then that was it. And so I staged that house, and sure enough, she told the next realtor who contacted me and the next person, and I started getting one and two, like one to two stages a week. People would call me and I was like freaking out because I had not thought this through. And really the only person I could rely on was my husband at this time. So what I decided to do was that I was going to just start buying the inventory for the houses as I built my stages. Now, People do it all differently. And I'm just telling you as far as what worked for me and what I did. So you might say, Hey, Ali, how did you get this money? Did you know you can get up to 400,000 with a figure home equity line of credit in as few as 5 days. Use your funds to finance whatever you need from home improvements, high interest debt or even your next vacation. Seriously guys, it only takes 5 minutes. Figure takes all the stress and hassle out of the process. You can apply 100% online at figure.com and see your new rate in a few clicks. Figure out your finances at figure.com. Figure Lending LLC Equal Opportunity Lender. NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. how did you just do this? So we took out cards, we charged cards. Um, Later on, we did a home equity line, which again, this sponsor and this podcast is very aligned with, my vision, that's why we put the sponsor on this podcast, but, um, figure is a home equity line where you, and you'll hear this at the commercial break where you can get a home equity line based upon the value of your house and it can take minutes. So that is definitely an option as far as starting a business. If you don't want to go the traditional business loan route, um, I didn't look into business loans in the beginning at all. I was just like, because, really, I didn't know what this would cost. Things were happening so fast. And I was just saying yes, that it was kind of like, okay, we'll see where we are when things start slowing down. And so at every job, I would say yes. And I would purchase the inventory for that house. Now, it's been four years since I've been in the business and the real estate market has changed every year. Four years ago, these houses would sit for 90 days. My contract was between 60 to 90 days. On average, it took about that time to get a buyer, you know, to go through the appraisal process and then go through the closing process. So my Inventory, I would stage a house and my inventory would be tied up for 90 days. That's why I had to go buy for the next house. Now, four years later, in the market where I am today, my contract is now to 45 days. So things have definitely switched in that sense. But in the beginning um, with staging, my inventory started um, or stayed in the houses for 90 days. So if you're trying to start a home staging business today, it's really important to look and understand the real estate market and how it moves. So really you could purchase just one inventory, like one home, one, the amount, I cannot speak today. You can purchase one house of inventory, if that makes sense. And how I did the houses with staging, what you do is you basically do like the main living areas. So that's the kitchen, the the master bedroom and master bathroom, the family room, the formal dining, and the formal or the breakfast room. Sometimes houses don't have a formal dining and breakfast room. So you could buy inventory for just that house and kind of just start there. But basically, my husband and I would stage these houses. He worked his full time job. He still works his full time job. He would come home at 3 30. We would load Lucas and Ford into the car. Lucas was four and a half at the time or he was five at the time and Ford was six and a half. No, Ford was like six and a half, eight months at the time. It was around eight months when things were like getting real like this. And we would load the kids around in the car and we would go stage. Then when Justin went to work the next day, I would go back and kind of like actually stage, like put the pillows out make the beds, put the decor, hang the photos and stuff like that with Ford. Um, on my hip, basically. And I would go quote these houses with Ford on my hip. You know, this was my business. I was going to do things the way I wanted to do. And people knew that I was probably showing up with my son. You know, nowadays I don't do that, obviously. But I just made it work. And on weekends, it was like every Sunday, Justin and I would hustle and stage these houses too. And we would get babysitters. My mom would have to watch the kids sometimes so we could just knock it out. And these stages would like, take two to three days and I just remember I did not sleep the first year I was so stressed out because I was purchasing the inventory as we staged so I would have to go on marketplace I would go to home goods I would order from Wayfair and it would come and we would have to put the furniture together you know anywhere that I could get furniture right away and make it work I would do it so there was that factor we were like meeting I remember Justin and I met a girl off marketplace for a bar cart My um, client said, you must have a bar cart for the kitchen. I'm like, where the heck do I get a bar cart? Guys, Facebook Marketplace, do not sleep on that. I found a bar cart for like $200. It is the nicest bar cart. We met this girl at like 10 p.m. with our kids in the back at her apartment, moved the bar cart out, and then moved it into the house the next day. Like just crazy stressful stuff that I look back and I'm like, wow, that was a crazy stressful year. Also, the stress dress, the amount of stress on my marriage was just through the roof. Not only did we have the financial stress because we were purchasing all this inventory. And then as we would get paid for the previous job, we would put, put it towards what we charge, you know? So the first year I broke even, which honestly, I think that's pretty good for a business. Sometimes you have, negative, you're in the negatives because you took out a loan or you didn't make profit. A lot of businesses don't make profit the first one to two years and that's okay. So I just want to throw that out there. I ended up breaking even, which, which is nice because it's just crazy how much I did not think everything through. And I guess that's the overall theme. I kind of want to like take with this podcast about starting a business is, You don't have to have things perfectly figured out. And that might be stopping you from starting something you know, because you don't feel like you're good enough. Maybe you feel like you're imposter syndrome. Like, believe me, I am the first to tell you, I did not know what I was doing with staging. And it's so amazing the amount of growth that I have gone from, from the first year to now. And the biggest thing that I prided prided myself on were these client relationships. I really built these relationships, which each client that they trusted me, they had a good experience, and then they would tell the next person. So I didn't even mark, get my business either. It was all word of mouth, which might seem very old school, but at the end of the day, a business really is your business is the foundation of who you're serving, you know, and, and it really is word of mouth to this day, even with social media. I do want to just say after things kind of slowed down a little bit, I took a time, this was probably like four months into starting the business I created the LLC after I took on the second job. I created an LLC. I am the managing member. That's another like tip: create an LLC. Um, I did go to a four-day certification class, and the class for staging is called Homes or www.stagedhomes.com. It was an amazing in-person sort um, certif- certification course. I met a lot of people, um, learned a lot. About the staging business, how I could kind of just offer more services or rearrange my quotes um, or how to manage my quotes, how to manage my invoices, um, how to stage better, more efficiently. So I really recommend doing that certification course, but even starting the business, you're going to learn so much. Let's say you were to take that course first. That's honestly hindsight 2020. If I could go back, I would probably take that course first and then start my business because there's different ways you can do it. And again, this is just my story and how I did it. And four years later, I'm in a great position. There's been a lot of growth. We started with the storage being in my garage we have moved out of my garage and then we moved into like a one person storage unit. Then we got two storage units. Then we got a warehouse. Now I have basically over 3000 square feet and warehouses. I have overhead, which is, can be scary, but you know, a business has overhead and I have people working for me. I also have someone who partnered with me who started an interior design portion of the business, which is her side. So it's just been an amazing growth these past four years. I have grown as a person and it also made me grow as an entrepreneur to know that, you know, one, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to know it all. You just have to have a passion and you have to go for it and you have to be willing to learn, not be closed-minded, open, and just go with it and take risks. I know that can be super scary, but Taking risks is the way that you also make opportunity for you. I just want to reiterate that fact like, opportunity does not knock on your door, you create the opportunity. And I think that's what I continue to do as far as like, I started the online coaching. I now brand or I now partner with brands. I started a podcast. Guys, when I started this podcast back in October 2020, I had listened to a podcast, but never, never knew how the heck. To do a podcast, but um, my producer Will at the time said, "Hey, you should start a podcast." Him and his wife message me, complete strangers on the internet, message me, said, "You should start a podcast." And what did I said say? I said, "Yes," <laughs> you know. So really, saying yes and not overthinking things and not letting that imposter. Syndrome mindset, get the best of you is really how you start something. It all starts again with what you're telling yourself and what you believe. You know, there are definitely moments of doubt when you start a business. There are hard times, you know, it's like any season of life, but you got to stick with it and just be willing to go with the flow and go with the movements of life. So, not to get too deep, but that is how I started my home staging business. I do have a YouTube. I have two YouTube videos on staging in general where I'm more specific. I kind of wanted to make this pod- podcast more in like a general light of how to start a business or how to just go after something. But if you want to know more about the specifics of home staging, go to my YouTube channel, Invest Your Best with Allie K. There are two videos on how I started home staging, and I've answered specific questions as far as that, you can always message me. But I just want to reiterate the fact that if you feel like money and capital is something that is hindering you from starting a business, there are many ways to do it. You know, business loans, home equity, lines of credit, like our sponsors from Figure, that is an option. Um, And also partnering with people, finding an investor, there's so many different options. So if your plan A, your plan B is not working, you know, do not close that door completely. There is a way where there is a will, there is a way and you can do it. But again, it starts with what you're telling yourself. What are you telling yourself? Are you telling yourself that you can't do it? Are you telling yourself you don't have time? You don't have the money. You don't have the passion, the brains. Are you an imposter? Flip that narrative and change it to, I can do something. I'm not the best at it, but I can learn, you know, you really can. It's amazing how, if you stick with something, how much you can truly grow. And I do want to just end this episode that I had outsiders criticize me and my business and it broke my heart. It really broke my heart and it really questioned my capability my business everything that I've worked hard and I think that if I hadn't listened to that inner voice that truly believed in myself and said hey you know you they might say this but that doesn't mean it's the truth and you know you're getting better and you know you're building this business and you know that it's going to be better than it was yesterday then I'm so glad that I listened to that voice because I would have quit and I would have just given up if I had given into what other people's opinions were placed upon me, what other people thought about me. I am so sorry I cannot talk today, but I just want to say that you have to tune out other people's voices and really trust yourself, what you believe in what you want and your passions, and you can make anything happen. I truly believe that, that you can make anything happen. And that is what I tell myself. And I'd like to say, that is how I got here. And that's where I'm going, you know, and you can come along with me because, Tell yourself that you believe in yourself. Go make it happen and watch your entire life change. So that is the episode. Go start your business. Go start your side hustle. Go do what you want to do. Go fulfill your passion. I truly believe you can be anything, do anything if you just see it and believe it. So go do that. If you want to find me on Instagram or TikTok, my name on there has changed. It is now Allie underscore K1 my online coaching challenge starts tomorrow wednesday it starts come join if you want to know more information about the six week challenge you can change your life in six weeks if you just stick to the plan i give you customized meal plans made by nutritionists workout plans we have group support where you are tuning turning in your workouts to the group Um, There's cash prizes. Each week I work on a different theme with the group. So like the first week is all about visualization. We take a deep dive into that. One week it's about goal setting. So if you want to learn more about what the heck the six week challenge is, go to www.investyourbestonlinecoaching.com find out more information, fill out the form and Christine will contact you. And then if you sign up, I am all yours. You can chat with me 24 seven and you also check in with me every Sunday. So if you want to just start your journey towards becoming your best self, come join my challenge and my online coaching. Thank you so much for listening to the invest your best with Ali K podcast. I want you to know and truly feel it and believe it that you can truly be anything you want and achieve anything you want if you just tell yourself you can. So go do it and I will catch you next time.